Hi, everybody. We are so excited for our guest today. Uh, we have Dana Cavalea, which his resume is impressive enough, but I actually know Dana personally. I, young Brianna, interned with Dana many moons ago, very early on in my career, and Dana luckily saw something in me and took a chance on me, and um, we'll get more into that later. But So for those of you who don't know, Dana Cavalea is a high-performance and executive leadership coach. He is the former director of strength and conditioning and performance for the good old New York Yankees. You may have heard of them. He coached um, and led the New York Yankees to a world champion in 2009. And then the same year, he won the Nolan Ryan Award given to the top strength performance coach in Major League Baseball as voted by his peers. So he is obviously a fan favorite by the professionals. Um, you may have heard of some of the athletes that Dana has worked with, like Alex Rodriguez and Derek Jeter, Mariano Rivera, and many others. Um, but he now, a days, he works with some high-level athletes and coaches and CEOs, and we'll get into all of that, Fortune 500 companies. Um, we're definitely going to talk about what I think is so interesting, his five drivers of performance framework. So talking about mindset and training, fueling recovery influence. Um, and we're going to talk a little about his podcast. And Dana is also an author. So he's written two books. One was a children's book and one is also called Habits of a Champion. So Dana, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks for having me, ladies. It's good to be here with you. Yeah, it's a good intro to have. I'm all about, you know, having those long, that means you've done a lot. And that means you have a lot of life wisdom and that's why we're excited. Yeah. To have you but you know, like, what is it, what does it all mean? Right? What does it all mean? It's true. <laughs> but you know, you got, you know, it's actually, there's a piece of advice that you gave me. You probably don't remember this, but very young in my career. Um, this was before like stalking people was like as normal as it is now, I think where you could just like slide in people's DMs and this and that. So I remember my brother was like, why don't you find people that you find interesting? And I found Dana on LinkedIn, found his email address, randomly emailed him, did not think he was gonna answer. And I said, PS attached is my resume, PS, like the most unprofessional thing to say. <laughs> and Dana was like, yeah, why don't you come in? He was opening up ML Strength, which was the you know conditioning, uh, like training facility thing at the time. And they came in and Dana, you know, gave me an opportunity and very young in my career, he said to me, you know, it's who you know that gets you there sometimes, but it's what you know that keeps you there. And that has stuck with me yeah. forever. What's well, that's a pretty profound statement. I think that's a, like, that was like really insightful to hear like at a very young age in my career, because I think it's true now. And you probably see this a lot. You've worked with a lot of high level athletes and you've had a lot of opportunities too. Like, you know, how do people kind of, stay relevant in all things social media competition everyone's a fitness coach now and everyone's an expert like how do you yeah. kind of start separating yourself out from that pack well i think you just don't try to be a part of it Ooh. That's, that's sort of the best way i mean i i you know i've always believed that you know i, I give everybody a shot you know what i mean i, I say like hey if, if there's a podcast that somebody's starting you know if they have one episode or two episodes or 500 episodes it doesn't matter. You, you say yes to opportunities and you say yes to people. And the more that you do that, you'll actually be able to help sort yourself through different situations and scenarios and sort yourself through different people. And then you start to realize like, Hey, what are the commonalities between the people that I really jive with and the people that I don't. Right. And then you start to, you're actually carving your own path, whether you realize it or not. But the key is you can't listen to other people, right? And, and each of us, the three of us on this line and the, you know, the millions of people that are gonna listen to this, we're all, we're all finding our way by taking steps forward in our path, right? Yeah. Now that's, 
that is not a sexy answer because I have nothing to sell you. Yeah. Right. Now, when you go on the internet, Instagram, Facebook, you name it, everybody's got something to sell you. And, and because of that, they can't speak with this natural cadence and just from a position of, Hey, I just want to help you be better. Mm-hmm. And that, that for me is I've always appreciated the people that invested in me. Yeah. So I always invest in people the same way. You know, am I perfect at it? No. Am I better now than maybe when we first met? Probably. (laughs) But the thing is, you learn as you go and you start to create your path instead of looking for somebody to create it for you. Well, I think we've heard everything we need to. No, I'm just kidding. That was actually really amazing. I think that's what, I mean, that's kind of been the theme of some of the guests we've had on the podcast and what we've been talking about. I think a lot of people are taking this time right now to reassess what's going on in their lives and their careers. And maybe they're trying to read books and things like that. So I think it's true. Like you said, like, it's not always a sexy answer and it's not always, you know, razzle and dazzle. It's like, sometimes you got to just like, be a real homie and get back to some of the basics, you know? It's, it's all the basics. You know, I, I, it's really interesting. I, I get a chance to, to work with really high-level athletes and some really successful people in the world of business, right? Now, I found that in athletics, those players that have a 10-plus year career in the sport and those business people that have net worths above, let's say, $100 million, they're the ones that are the most down-to-earth, they trust themselves. They're really cool. You, you don't know what they drive. You don't know where they live. You don't, most of them don't even have an Instagram page. Totally. Right. So it's all of this stuff. When you start to look at that and you say, wow, am I being sold the wrong dream by what I'm seeing in a digital universe right now? And for a lot of us, the answer is yes. And because of that, we're sort of falling for it and we're losing ourselves at the same time. So then we get lost. We're confused. I can't tell you how many people reach out to me and say, hey, you know, I'm burnt out. I don't have passion anymore. I'm just confused. And how can I find my passion? And the one thing I always say is like, hey, it's, it's in you. Right. You just have to trust it and trust that you could bring it to life in the way that it's supposed to be brought to life, which is the way that you see it and the way that you feel it. And nobody else will see it and feel it the way you do. Yeah. I think that's so relevant too, because so many people, like what you were saying, they go on Instagram and they see somebody who's put in 10 plus years and they just see that highlight reel version of them. Mm -hmm. And they do that whole grass is always greener thing. And that's really tough because I think that is where people get caught up in comparing past versions of themselves and also like where they want to be. You know what I mean? And I think also like touching on what you were saying, if we pull back more on like, you know, you don't see what kind of cars these people drive. You don't see what kind of houses they live in. It's because they've kept like their humility. And I know you work with kids a lot now, right? Yeah. um, How do you feel that parlays with children? Because I'm sure like, you know, your young teens and even teenagers that are looking at these celebrities, athletes, they're not understanding like the background work, right? They're not understanding humility. Like how do you work with them and express that in a, a good way to keep them motivated? Yeah. Well, you know, you let them know first off that, you know, for a professional sports game, that starts at seven o'clock, these players are getting there at one. So that's six hours of preparation time that you'll never see on television. Yeah. That, that players are not allowed to document on their phones. So there's a lot of work that goes into being good at anything, right? I mean, just figuring out how to do a podcast. People just see the podcast, but there's graphics, there's editing, there's figuring out the right interface, there's overcoming your contemplation that usually lasts longer than any of those things, whether we should do it or not. And then finally we get to the point 
and we say, okay, uh, fuck it, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. And that's, and that's the win, right? So that's, that's so many parts of our life. And that's the battle that most people deal with. And, you know, if you prepare yourself enough and you trust yourself enough, you'll make a lot of really good moves. You'll still make some bad ones, but you'll make a lot of good ones. And that's the thing. If you trust yourself and you teach kids to trust themselves, with trust comes confidence. And with confidence comes everything else. Yeah. yeah. My mom always says lessons are what you get when you don't get what you want. But yes. I actually love what you just said, like, fuck it, I'm going to do it. Because I think that's what a lot of people do is that whole analysis by paralysis thing where now again, we're inundated with so many options almost that you're just like, unless that's, we struggled with this with the podcast because yeah. like I'm a perfectionist and I was like, if it's not going to be perfect, I don't want to do it. And we're yeah. so opposite with that. And Christy was kind of like, all right, fuck it, let's just do it. You know what I mean? Did yeah. you have a point for you in something in your career maybe or like life in general where you were just like, yeah, fuck it, I'm going to do this or I'm going to- Everything I've ever done. <laughs> and that's, that's a good thing. From working with the Yankees to opening five facilities and wondering at times how I'm going to pay for them and to writing a book to, you know, the first time you're on national television on a, you know, on a show like Good Morning America and you're like, wow, I haven't done this before. Um, what if I trip over my tongue or what if yeah. I'm spitting all over the place by, you know, all right, fuck it. I got to do it anyway. <laughs> yeah, and that's, and it's, it's all of those things. So you're never really prepared. You know, when you, I'm, I speak to audiences sometimes with 5,000 plus people and you say, uh, there's a lot of people out there. And then you have to remind yourself, like, I got to push that message. And there's somebody here, even if it's one person that has to hear this message today in this tone and this way. And, and you know, I'm an on-field coach by trade. So I don't sugarcoat. I come right, right for you. And that's what people need more of today. I'm not selling you a fake dream. I'm just reinforcing the dream that you already have for yourself and making sure that it's the right one for you. That's what I love about sports, though, so much. I mean, we've talked, you know, to some other people, like, in the sports kind of field, too. And I always say this, like, I think you just learn a lot of lessons about life that from the field correlate into other areas too, like sure. that, you know, preparing. Yeah. And, you know, I always joke, like Christy and I are so different. She's late for everything, even though she played always. sports, but you know, in sports, if practice starts at seven and you're there at six 30, like that's late, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like even things like that. So I, I think it's interesting. And, for people. To, to your point, it's, you're late based on your personality perhaps. Right. So right. sometimes again, the person that there's people that like to slide right into seven o'clock for a seven o'clock game. There's other people that 6.30, they feel like they're rushing. They can't get it. They, six o'clock would have been better for them. So you got to really look at who you are and know the type of person you are and then just go with that. And you have so many books out there, so many interviews that are done today. It's all about changing who you are and, and morphing yourself. Right. And I don't, I don't believe in that. I say, hey, what are your best qualities? Double down. What are your worst qualities? Make them better. Yeah. And when you put that always... together, you win. Yeah. I, love I always say to meet people where they are, like whenever, you know, I, I manage a salon and when there's little arguments and cause you know, you're dealing with a lot of petty people, girls and stuff, but I yeah. always say, you got to meet somebody where they're at, you know, like you can't expect somebody to maybe be as involved as, evolved as you or have the same moral compass as you. You just have to meet someone where they are and then move forward. And we should probably do that with ourselves as well. Just accept yeah. where you are. I had a, um, I had a player tell me one time, Mike Mussini, he was a great player for the Yankees, the Orioles, he had a great career. And he told me, Dana, most people, they are what they are. Mm-hmm. They are what they are. So, so don't make them into something that they're not. Right, yeah. And, yeah. 
and that's the thing, right? Every, every person has this like flame inside of them. For some people it burns real strong, for others it doesn't, but both can actually be very good at what it is that they do or what it is that they wanna do. So yeah. you have that vibrant personality, you're not a behind the scenes kind of person. You may be upfront. And if you're not upfront, you're gonna feel really bad if you're in the back. You're not that kind of person. So you have to just know the type of person you are and just push that person through. Yeah. And I think that comes with age and fucking up actually along the way as well, because I, you know, we always joke, like, especially I grew up in like a ball busting Italian family. So even yeah. things just like jokes about stuff, like I would always say, if I could call myself out on it first, you know what I mean? That takes the power away from people. So I think that kind of goes to your point, like yeah. whether you like something about yourself or you know, you're not great at something, if you can at least own it first and be like, the first step is admitting, like, this is not my best quality, nobody else, then you take away their power. You know what I mean? And it's like, you get to control how that narrative narration goes mm -hmm. yeah but uh, you know a lot of families you know when you go across this whole country it's it's built very different right some some dinner tables can't have that sort of explosive conversation get everything off their chest and then it's like hey what are we having for dessert um, <laughs> yeah you know it, where we come from that's more normal totally. um, but in other places they don't say what they feel yeah. And then somebody leaves the table real upset or tear, torn up inside. And then it's like, what do I do? And then they get that, all these different voices that start kicking on for them. Yeah. And it makes them a little bit bonkers, you know? Right. So everybody's, everybody's got a different journey. Yeah. And it's, uh, if more people embrace theirs, they'd be better off. And, and nobody can tell you what yours is. That's, that's the best part. That's why I always laugh. You know, when you, when again, the books and all these speakers and all, they, they tell you how to live your best life. And it's like, you know, I love Mike, the situation, but I'm not going to listen to him on how to live my best life. Cause only I know that. You're yeah. not going to put your head through a drywall. You know what I mean? Like, it yeah, is, it's exactly. probably not on brand for everybody. So, you yeah, know, exactly. you know, good. But so you, I feel like you've had a lot of evolutions of your career and you've done a lot of really cool things. Like, and most of life is, I think, looking backwards sometimes. Mm -hmm. So was there like an, an age for you where you were just like, I'm really opening up my stride. This was killer. Like if I could go back, like I would relive that year or like a time period of your life that was like, yeah, I was doing all these things right. And like, it was really amazing. Cause I think, I know I struggled with this a lot when I was younger. I always felt like my age was working against me. Like I was always a couple of steps ahead of where I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. And I was too young. You know what I mean? But I feel like it's a little bit different now because people yeah. like, nobody knows how old anybody is. You know, no <laughs> true, true. I mean, I, I started with the Yankees when I was 19. So I was definitely underaged and an underdog right from the jump. <laughs> yeah. And to, if I'm being frank with you, I've never lost that feeling of like being um, the underdog or, or that I always feel a little bit underprepared. Mm -hmm. Makes me feel like I have to stay on top of my game. So I haven't hit that age yet. I'm, I'm hoping that maybe I never hit it because I keep doing new things and trying new things. And, and it's moving me towards an, air, uh, an arena that I, I haven't played in before. Mm -hmm. So I'm always like this explorer looking for new land. I like and that. always diving into something new. So, but, but I, I dive into new things, but there are new things that are still in the same space. Right. Yeah. So I enjoy what I do in terms of like development, human development, um, people development, leadership management, you know, physique, all that. I, I enjoy that. So I stay on that line, but I'm always doing new things in that space. You know what I mean? 
I think so, that's important here too, because I think people do put a timeline pressure of themselves of I should have this at this point of my life, or I should be here. I should shooting all over the place, right? Yeah. Of like I should have done, or I should be here. So I think that's nice to hear from somebody who has evolved your career as well. Cause I think some people also get stuck in a mindset of like, well, I've already invested this time and I've done this for 10 years. So this is what I'm going to do. And this is who I'm going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, alongside that, I think one of the biggest mistakes that people make is setting time-based goals. Wow. I've never hit a goal on time. I love that. And, and, and most of the goals that I've set, I haven't actually hit a lot of them. I've blown away. And others, I blew up because I said, that's really stupid. Yeah. Why, why do you even want that? Like, what, is, what are you really saying when you say you want that, right? Because yeah. we, all, we all chase the same things, right? We think if we earn X amount, we get this, and that gives us this. But it's all really bullshit. What, what everybody wants is to know that they're doing work that's fulfilling for them mm-hmm. and is a contribution to somebody else. And that sort of back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, is like the electricity that keeps you plugged in like that Tesla. Totally. Yeah. But that, then that's the key. And most people forget that. So they say, okay, if I have this, then I'll get that. You know, yeah. or if I get, if I drive a Porsche, then I'll have this. And it's like, I mean, it doesn't make you feel any better. I've, I've had all that, Yeah. you know, and it doesn't, it's, it's what, it's the work that you do every day and the impact that you get to have. And if you do that well enough, you never have to wonder where your next dollar is coming from. Yeah. You always have a roof over your head. That's been a recurring theme with everybody that we've had on here um, that's successful in their own ways, like in their own career, in their own passion. It's the passion mm. of it. Because if you don't have passion to wake up and do what you want to do every day, you're, you're, the Porsche means nothing. You know, it's just, uh, it's just an object. And after the shine wears off, it's like, okay, where's my next shiny object? But the passion is really what drives. I feel like that's been such a common theme with yeah, everybody. Def- and I think and destina- myself too. Destination happiness, way. I think, can really derail people from that. Again, it yeah. goes back to that whole comparing and competing cycle. And again, I think it's like, yeah, if you really just love what you do at the end of the day. But I think that's hard sometimes too, because you have to almost try a lot of different things. My dad always yeah. would say like, try and, you know, throw enough things out there and eventually something will stick. Not everybody has that opportunity, you yeah. know, when they're younger, because they have to balance other things and stuff like that. So, you know, I think it's hard, but like, did you have kind of somebody younger in your life that was sort of, you know, pushing you in the right way like that? Or you were kind of just always like, fuck it, I'm going to do this because I want to. And I'm just like, I'm a trailblazer. Yeah. I, yeah. Probably more along those lines, but I did have parents that were not restrictive and saying, Hey, well, you know, you, you should be careful or have you thought about this? I, I wasn't really raised like that. It was more, yeah. Hey, Go do it, figure it out, and come back with a real decision and a real um, experienced thought process as to say, hey, I did it. Here's what I liked. Here's what I didn't like. You know, and, you know, it's like I went to college down in Florida. I grew up in New York. I went back to New York and worked with the Yankees. I lived there for a long time. I don't like cold weather. <laughs> back to Florida, and I'll go back to New York when it warms up. When you but, need pizza and some ball busting, you come back to New yeah, York. Yeah, and my, my my people are up there, but I but I but I enjoy the fact that you know I I know these things about myself, and I wouldn't know them if I was just trying to solve these riddles in my head, yeah. right? So you have to continue to just flip the flip over those stones, and you get to where it is that you want to go. Now on another end, like, you know, I've worked with some guys that are traders on wall street. I work with guys that are in the private equity game and 
their passion is money. They love the transaction and they love the, the earn. They just, it, it's like their, their fuel and that's what keeps them going. So that's their passion. So it, it's okay. If like money is your thing, you can go after it if, if it's your thing. And, and I, I enjoy it as well, but I enjoy it as the result of doing what I do really well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So everybody's got their game. Play and yours. Great too, yeah. like because how you were saying you work with different people outside of just coaching, like you know, an athlete. But I think when people think of coaching, they think, okay, I'm not 12 years old in little league anymore. I don't need a coach. But I think it's so important as you evolve, not only as a person in you know just other areas of your personal life, but like career life too. Like working with a coach, like it doesn't mean you have to have a batting coach, but like you could be the best MLB player and still work with a coach. So it's like, how do you maybe? start assessing in your life like should I be working with a coach like what do I do like maybe someone's like no I got it like how does somebody even start that thought process well for, you know the way I look at it is this like if, if you're living your life and you're and you feel really good about everything you're doing you're happy and everything's good you probably don't need it right mm-hmm. now again if you're somebody that has questions about you know the where you're going, how you're doing it. Um, you just need, you, you have, you're a little bit tangled, right? You're string and you got to get that string untangled a little bit. And then you're not somebody that has the natural wiring to just like know what to do and take action. Like that, that would be a good person that can use a coach to get them started and, and moving down the road. Now, when you work with CEOs, you say, wait, their wires aren't tangled. For them, the biggest thing is, how do I balance my time between work as a CEO, as a dad or a, or a mom, um, you know, raising my kids, doing all these things. And they just need somebody that's more of a sounding board mm-hmm. support more than they do need somebody for accountability. So we're all on a different continuum and we're all kind of moving at our own pace. We just got to know where we are. And then if you feel like you need support and you, or you need accountability, or maybe you need a push, that's when coaching comes in to help you like like a guy like Derek Jeter feels good 90% of the time a coach helps him 10% of the time but a rookie player may feel good 60% of the time and needs a coach 40 so everybody's different you know that's what's cool about it Mm -hmm. balance that was something I wanted to bring up to you because I think balance just sounds so nice on paper right and we're all like I lived in California I get it we're all like hippie dippy then like life work balance but that's hard sometimes when life gets tough and you got that's not real out there, right that's not, re- that's not real out there no it's not they're absolutely yeah. no no worries I, I, but like, really it's- i used to do my daily walk all the way down you know laguna beach all the way up i, I did it all yeah. i said man this isn't real out here it's, it's called la la land for a reason yeah it's but it's but it's it's got a lot of good things in terms but in terms of weather and, and lifestyle but i do believe that a lot of the balance game started out there and i don't know how achievable it is like for me i'm very obsessed with what i do so i can be calm but i'm also psychotic when it comes to getting my stuff done achieved accomplished it gives me a feeling of of self-satisfaction and contentment so if i'm not doing those things i'm a i'm a raw nerve right so if i'm coaching myself i say you got to get these things done so you could be humane around other people yeah i know that about myself i also know that if i start doing work like if i'm doing calls after eight o'clock it's not going to be good for how i sleep um so there's little things right if i don't work out in the morning i'm not doing it 
Same. I got to do that. So, so when you start to see all these questions, you build balance in by knowing who you are. I that's amazing because yeah. I think so many people approach balance in such a different way. They think like, okay, I have to have 10% of my time doing this. And like, mm -hmm. I think it goes back to what Christy was saying and kind of what you were saying too. It's like, you have to just meet yourself where you are yes. and know yourself yeah. and like your strengths and weaknesses to say, what's my level of balance? Well, think about this, right? If, if you were to actually follow like the recommendations that are out there, I mean, by the time you got done stretching, foam rolling, hot bath, cold bath, and, and, and doing your manifestations, doing <laughs> vision work and doing your breathing and doing your meditation and, you know, eating dirt and a mix of other things. I mean, it's, it's already lunchtime. Yeah. And you've got nothing done. And then what happens is you start stressing that you got nothing done and it erases your morning routine. So, okay. so when I see this stuff, as somebody that does it in the trenches day to day with people that are required to have high levels of physical and mental performance, I can't believe the shit that people are selling other people. Yeah. It's not real, it's not, it's not practical. And honestly, if you need that much work, you should probably just go get some medication and, and that'll be your best bet and you can sedate yourself you know, for the next 20, 30 years. Yeah. Try again later. <laughs> Give it another go tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but that, that's, that's what I see. I mean, you shouldn't need that much sort of work. I say that all, I see this all the time with my nutrition clients. Like I, like people will come to me with Excel sheets of stuff and stressing yeah, out and like, yeah. all this other shit. And like, you know, and I say to them like, or they're like, I read this article and I should be taking this and doing that. I'm like, yeah, I get that that sounds good on paper, but like you're a mom of six kids and you go to work at 7 a.m. Like, do we really think that you're going to journal every morning for 30 minutes and meditate for 60? Yeah. Like, no, like that's not realistic. So it's like, that's, I think, again, yeah. setting expectations. People don't reach them after they run out of motivation because that's like a limited resource. And then they're like, all right, well, I guess I'm, you know, I'm fucked again. And like, here we go. And it starts that like negative cycle, you yeah, know? Because you're constantly yeah. just batting out. Yeah. You're constantly setting a goal or an expectation for yourself. Like me, I don't work out in the morning. I never did. When I used to, I was training for a show. I used to go to the gym at eight o'clock at night and I would train for two hours. I like working out at night. Well, so let me ask I, you this. Hold on. Can I hit a pause? Yeah. Are you, what time, what time feels good for you to naturally go to bed? Me, me is 8 p.m. Christy is like 3 a.m. Like there you go. So, so that's exactly it. That's why. For me, I'm the same way. I'm like 9.30. I got the, the yeah. eyes quivering. Yeah. <laughs> I would, if I were to build your routine, the first question I would ask you is, are you a night person or are you a morning person? I'm a, night, you, person. I'm a night person. So to give you a workout or suggest it to work out early is stupid. Yeah. yeah. And so I, you are. No, not at all. And I think that that was something that, over this quarantine, I had to accept because I am not a list maker. I'm not a, like, I'm just, I'm a very creative person. So I go where my head goes, you know? So me and, and I'm like, here's my 37 things on my to-do list. she stresses me out. I get my, like, but I get my dopamine hits from that. I do. do. And that's how I function. So she, you know, Brianna and I sat down. She's like, listen, if you're, you're not a morning person, you're going to work out in the morning. Just give it up. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. It takes sense. the pressure I mean, off. It takes all the pressure off and then you're more free to actually live your schedule. And I think the biggest thing, the problem with society right now is that everyone, like I'm a big YouTuber. I watch a lot of YouTube makeup stuff and shit, but there's so many lifestyle bloggers and vloggers on there that people that are giving advice. They're 26 years old. They live in their parents' basement. They don't have a job. 
they sell something, you know, some pyramid scheme and they're giving advice like this is the routine you need to follow to be successful. So I like that yeah. you're breaking the ground on that and just saying like, no, you have your own routine and your own success. Well, I sit there, I mean, I, you know, since I saw you last, I got married and uh, I, oh, talk congratulations. Yeah, I talk to my wife about it all the time and I'm like, can you believe this shit that, that they're telling people to do these, these experts? I'm like, they've done nothing. It's funny. Cause my, my father-in-law is a Hollywood makeup artist uh-huh. and you know, he, cool. on, yeah, he created the face for the Joker and, and he's, awesome. he's a real deal. and he doesn't do any videos and he doesn't do any of that stuff. That's and it's like, you have so many people that maybe they're just, they're creative, but they're not into that. Yeah. You know, so there's a lot of like, what I tell people is, don't be afraid to go back even in your own like learning experience don't be afraid to go to analog like there's people that are really talented and really good out there that have virtually no social media presence yeah and if if you the consumer hey i want to be better at makeup i want to be better at dance i want to be better at whatever nutrition like there's people out there that are really good that are not really getting a fair shake because they're being sort of overshadowed by these bullshit artists that are all over the internet. Exactly. Insta hoes and Insta bros is what I call them in my yeah. world. You know, of everybody thinks they're a nutrition coach now, or yeah. Yeah. you know, they, there's. I joke all the time. I'm like, listen, just because I watched a lot of like, you know, Law and Order back in the day doesn't mean I could be a law coach for you, or because I watched Grey's Anatomy doesn't mean I can be your doctor coach. Like, yeah. and people, I think just you, like what you were saying, like. You don't have to be flashing about it all the time, but there are so many people who are just so full of shit. And it's like, yeah. I, I say it's like, uh, you know, in the medical field, like that's malpractice as far as I would consider, consider that. And you're, you know, I think that's not fair to people who do invest time and money, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you, you know, you know, what's crazy. I will say this. There's, there's always two audiences. So like when I built facilities, I was catering to um, uh, a little bit older, a little well, wealthier, more educated clientele. Mm-hmm. That was saying, hey, um, it's great that you look really cute, but are you actually good at what you do? There's that group that really wants people that are good at what they do. And then there's a lot of people that are very, very influenced by how somebody looks in a bathing suit. And then they say, okay, that's who I want to train with because that's what I want to look like. Meanwhile, their structure can't ever get them there. So, yeah. so there's always, you always got to remember for whatever you do, there's always two consumers. There's that person that's going to fall in love with the infomercial. They're going to fall in love with the, 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 the sex appeal that some people market with. And then there's that other person that says, hey, you know what? I've done some of that stuff and I hated it because they're all flakes. Yeah. I need someone that actually can help me because I, I have a real problem and I need help. Yeah. yeah. So I always tell people, stay true to that side if that's who you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that could be tough for some people when they're also evolving their careers with like pricing and stuff like that as well, yeah. because I think it's kind of a race to the bottom for some people because a lot of markets are so saturated. And I always tell people like, if you think it's expensive, there's like that quote, you know, if you think it's expensive to yeah. work with a professional, like you're going to waste so much money when you keep hiring, you know, people like that, you know, the infomercial version of what you want. And people, mm-hmm. I think that, that that's hard. I think sometimes for entrepreneurs. There's more people out there though, than you think that, that have been through the ringer with some of these quacks. Yeah. And they're sort of, they, they, they can see right through it. Like I can see right through it. I, yeah. I had a lady I was talking with last night and she's, you know, send me this digital marketing summit with all these experts. And she says, well, they're all rich and they're all really good at, at what they do. And I'm like, no, they're not. Yeah. You know, but, but she couldn't see it. That the lesson for me was, wow, 
she couldn't see the difference between that and really good quality. So like for me, that's not one of my cost. That's certainly not one of my customers. And then when it comes to pricing, you have to ask yourself, are you selling like, if, if you could give that person the outcome that they really want, the real question is not what do you charge, but what are they willing to pay for that? Ooh, I love you know? that. So it's a different thought process. If, if, if someone comes in and says, hey, Bri, I want to lose 20 pounds. I'm willing to give you six months. Um, what can you do for me? And you may say, hey, listen, realistically, I can, lose, I can get you those 20 pounds. If I were to charge you $5,000 for those 20 pounds, is it worth that? You know what I mean? You have to find out what people are, like how is that affecting you? How is that 20 pounds holding you back, totally. right? How does that new haircut make you look and feel? So you gotta sell the outcome and not just sessions. People sell sessions or they sell these, they, they don't sell the emotion. You know, you gotta sell the emotion and the result and then you win. 21 day shred plan. And I'm like, that's, and like you said, like, that's not Well, I get people actually who come to me and they'll say things like that. Like, okay, I want to, I want to lose two weeks, two pounds, whatever a week for this wedding I'm doing. And I'm like, that's not my person. Like I yeah. unfuck a lot of people's health problems that they've done. Like by the time people find me, they've like invested a lot of money already. They've worked with a lot of people. And like, so it's true. I think you have to also kind of know like who you're not willing to work with as well, which yeah. goes back to like knowing your core value of like, that's just, there's a lid for every pot and everything in life. And that's it just goes, not my lid. It goes through every industry though, too. Yeah. Cause I do the same exact thing. Yeah. By the time I get a lot of clients, like, I mean, it's hair, it's not sports, it's not nutrition, but by the time yeah, I get maybe burnt, <laughs> I have people that are, their hair is fucked up and now I fixed it and they've invested in it. And yeah. Now I'm with them for the long haul because I put that work in. So yeah. Sometimes you, you know, the best position to actually be is like that firefighter that puts out a person's <laughs> fire. It's like, Hey, they went over there and those people literally doused them in gasoline and threw a match on them. <laughs> yeah. And you're the only one. And you just say, Hey, come on over here. I have this fire hose and I'll just put it out and then we'll start to get you right again. And there's a, there is a huge market for that. Yeah. And you just have to realize that, that that's who you are. Right? Yeah. I, I can't be some flaky marketer. It's not who I am. I can't, I just, I can't do it. If I did it and I made a boatload, I'd feel horrible. Yeah. So, so it's like, you gotta know who you are. And, you know, somebody told me this one time, they said, are you like the Jared of jewelers <laughs> or are you a high end jeweler yeah. that makes like really personalized stuff and you're the only one that can make that stuff that way yeah you gotta yeah. ask yourself who are you it's yeah. so true that's what they always say like you never see a commercial for a ferrari and things nope. like that like if you're good yeah. at what you do like build it and they will come like the, they'll find you mm -hmm. eventually it may cost them time and money and energy but like you know eventually i think that goes back to what you were saying earlier like if you really do find what you love doing and it like lights a fire in your ass every day, like just keep doing it. Eventually, like you'll get there and you'll get your quote big break, whatever that means to you, you know? Yeah. But you can't do that when I think you're just doing it for the wrong reasons because that is when you get burnt out. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and, and it's a slow like churn. It's a slow churn. It's like, you know, you think about great wine, right? It takes, it could take years for it to really do what it needs to do you think about great bourbon it's the same thing like ports they could be 20 years 30 year ports these are all time based they they time makes them perfect 
but they're getting better with time, right? They're getting better with time. And you can't just be like, oh, time will get me great. Like do the work over time and you'll be better than you were. Yeah. It's just the showing up every day. It's being consistent and showing up every day. You know? Yeah. That's, that's, you got to keep that, but you have to keep that headspace too, right? If you just, I'm a hair cutter, uh, I show up every day and I just show up every day is different than, Hey, I show up, but I'm, I'm always trying to get better. Like I'm learning different ways. I'm learning about new product. I'm learning about customers. I'm learning how to talk to them. I'm learning, you know what I mean? And right. that is really the, the, the perfect combination. Show up every day and then ask yourself, how can I be better, you know, today? And, and, and you'll be, you'll be better just by immersing yourself in that thought process. And a lot of people are very com- naturally complacent people. Yeah. Oh yeah. People get comfortable in their discomfort all the time. Way too comfortable. Yeah. So what are some ways that you keep yourself in that headspace? Exactly what I was going to ask. Cause like you work with so many high level people. And it's probably a lot because you're taking on a lot of other people's information. You're, you know, you're keeping a lot yeah. of other people on point. How do you keep yourself there? How do you stay motivated? Mentally. Well, yeah. Motivation is, I, I, I have never had an issue with motivation. Mm-hmm. Because I I um I did an interview last week. I said, when you're somebody that's a builder, like I I try to constantly build, and sort of outdo my own buildings. So okay. I wrote my first book, right? It's right this book, Habits of a Champion, and then I I never wrote a book before. I said, okay, well I have to sell a copy, and I sold <laughs> a copy, and then I said, wow, that felt really good. Like how do I go sell more? And it's like for me, it's the pursuit of, of excellence that keeps you hungry. And I know that you can't ever achieve excellence. So I'll never run out of, as long as I'm pursuing it, even knowing that I can't achieve it, I'm still going to keep moving myself forward. So I have a a mind that says, um, I haven't done it before. I'd love to figure out how to do it or how do, how do I do it? So I'm always asking that question. Um, so, so that keeps me very fresh and keeps me motivated. And I know that I'm very good at what I do, but I know that I'm not the best that I can be because I don't even know what that is yeah. yet. Yeah. And I don't know, honestly, here's the other thing. This is the reality. I don't even know if this is what I'm supposed to be doing long-term. Yeah. I don't know what my end product is. I like, love I that though. I think that's a really important message for people to hear too again, because I think even though sometimes you feel like you've made quote a successful whatever impact in your current career that doesn't everything in life is transient and everything this idea of impermanence and non-attachment it's like yeah this is there's a beginning middle and end this is Mm -hmm. i'm loving this now doesn't mean i have to love it forever and i think sometimes and you could probably speak to this like maybe you also get an identity with what you do like you were the yankees guy and it's like when that phase of your life is over it's like how do you kind of your ego let that go and then transition and be like okay that's the hardest part honestly for me that's the hardest part because um, I always get pulled back into it, mm-hmm. you know, like baseball always pulls me back. Mm-hmm. So, so instead of looking at it as like, I'm getting pulled back, I look at it as that sort of a part of the journey that, that I'd have to take with me because right. it was a great part of my journey. It was a great, there's great stories. There was great fun. I have great relationships. So now what I'm doing is I'm bringing that with me mm-hmm. and I'm doing, you know, introducing my, you know, business guys to my, to my athletes. And then it's sort of this development that keeps happening, you know, but like one of my passions is actually real estate. Nobody knows that about me. I never said anything. 
Yeah. But I love that. So I take earnings and funnel it into real estate. And that is like a little secret passion. That's so New York and, and Florida of you. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's just the New yeah. Florida dream. But it's, it's fun. You know, it's fun. Like my, so most people are like, wait, you, you like being a landlord? I'm like, yeah, it's sort of like this street and gritty <laughs> job that I have. I mean, I have this like high end job. Yeah. And I have this like, I'm, I'm a man of the people job. And I yeah. love that. My so, dad does that too. He loves it too. Yeah. Yeah. But it's most people would say, are you kidding me? You want to deal with more people's problems <laughs> than your own? And I said, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. But we each have to keep challenging ourselves and sort of diving into different areas. Um, even if we're not sure, yeah. just dive in. Like nutrition's a passion, but are you going to be doing it the same way now, you know, that you're doing it now, five years from now? Probably not. Yeah. yeah. No, I joke all the time. Like I, you know, I'm a nutritionist by trade, but I always say with my clients, I talk about nutrition maybe 7% of the time. Like we talk about like nutrition, such a small part of it. And it's yeah. crazy. Cause when I first started my career, that's all I cared about was like, I was like, it's food and that's it. And I'm like, no, actually there's a lot of other shit that goes into living a balanced life. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's exactly right. That's why it's like, when you get into these fields, you find yourself being much more of a support coach to other people. Right. You can say life coach, but that gets a little woo woo sometimes. So yeah. I, I try to get away from that. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, you like you you know you're a team. Well, like my clients, we're we're a team. Yeah. You know, I I hang with them. I hang with their family. Like it's it's a team. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We help each other. And sometimes, like I almost feel guilty because I'm like, some, I'll get off a session with somebody, and I'm like, I just feel like we just talked about basic life shit, and I'm like, they're paying me for that. Like you know what? You almost feel bad a little bit because it's like, but like what you were saying, it does. I think sometimes just become this level of accountability and maybe they didn't have that support elsewhere in their life. And I don't know, I think it's like a really, it's a privilege, at least for me. I'm just like, wow, these yeah. people like value my insight enough to like take what I have to say seriously. Like I take that really seriously. Well, you, you, you may just be the best conversation that they've had all, all week. Yeah. I love you know? that. Mm -hmm. So, so again, somebody's willing to pay for that. They're, they're, they're not just paying you for the results of nutrition. They're paying you for how they feel. Yeah after your communication or it. during, you know? So it's like, wow, I left that session. I feel really good. That Then they say, hey, Brianna makes me feel really good. I like the way I feel when I'm talking to her. I'm going to keep talking to her. And it's yeah. sort of this cycle that keeps going. I mean, if you were to keep busting their chops on counting calories and hammering them to like report their journal, yeah, you know, they, they probably wouldn't be your clients very long. Because in if you're in this space, you realize, and I realize this, and it's a hard thing for me to realize because I'm not wired this way. People, a lot of people don't actually want to get that much better. I'm so happy you said that. They, yeah, they just want to feel good about who they are. Yeah. And where important. they are. Yeah. yeah. And, and when you get that, you stop trying to make them again, something that they're not. Mm -hmm. and, and it's great, hey, they found a connection with you. They believe in you. And together, it's, it's that team, you know, and, and you help them get from, you know, week, you know, 36 to week 37 of the year to 38. And, yeah. and then you start over again, January. Hey, let's get focused again. Yeah. And they say, yeah, let's do it. Every and day is Monday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's it. And that's, and that's, that's how, that's how the story goes. Yeah. Teamwork well, makes I, the dream work, as I like to say. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's so true.
And people want to be a part of something. And that could be a relationship. It could be a team. They just want to feel that connectivity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see that all the time. I see that in my field so much. Again, I think that's why people are such zealots about diet stuff, particularly, or, you know, there was, a, you know, Greg Glassman who invented CrossFit. He didn't invent kettlebell swings and back, you know, deadlifts and all that. He invented this idea of a community and people love feeling like they belong to something because we used to belong to tribes many moons ago. And everybody is so disconnected now that they're just looking to feel like, oh my God, you're obsessed about this too. And like, you don't think I'm weird for that. And it's like, that's all people I think at yeah. the end of the day want is to feel connected. Yeah. It's amazing the, the things that people will connect on. I mean, I'm sure, I mean, I'm not in the hair and beauty field, but I'm sure that there's certain like brands that like people feel connected to. And there's like these conferences where it's like, go to the Redkin conference or whatever. Yeah. yeah and, there's and, um, all different, like all different brands do their own conferences. There's also like when colorful hair came out, there was uh, the unicorn tribe. And it's literally hairdressers from all over the world that specialize in creating color techniques just for like colorful hair. So like your vivids and stuff. And I was at a conference actually last year and they all met up and they got a house together and like, it was literally a unicorn tribe. And it's, but it's a nice thing to see because I think it just, it helps you to accept who you are even more because maybe it's like that niche market and that's it and you think maybe you're the only one but you have this community and it just it helps you to love who you are more and grow more yeah. as who you are yeah and and every person that's in that community you know they they need something to like connect with and and if it's that then then it then it's okay mm-hmm. you know it's uh it i i look at it you know like in the field of training there's all these different camps like crossfit people hate these people aerobics <laughs> people hate these people and it's like it's sort of crazy but then i'm like is it i don't know is it good is it bad i mean i don't believe in the whole like you know one world one love type thing i, I don't know if that's even possible yeah. um but it's like listen if you feel good where you are then maybe you're you're in the right place for you for where you are right now and mm-hmm. like you just sort of keep going that way and maybe you grow out of that and you're moving to the next tribe or team that you belong on and that's that's sort of what life is it's this constant evolution and and finding your new team totally mm-hmm. you know yeah. I, I, I when i was in college i i worked at bush garden so i'd work with i'd go to school i'd work with the yankees in the morning and in the afternoon i was the guy in the back of the tram that would welcome <laughs> people to the park it was like this crazy life right. and um i had a roommate at the time and i used to go home and i used to be so shot and I used to bitch and say, man, I don't want to ever go back to that park again. These people that I work with are driving me crazy. And he used to say, D, I want you to remember this. He goes, life is a ladder. He's like, and right now, this is the rung of the ladder that you're on. Wow. So but the great part is you're headed to the next rung. And all those people that you fucking hate, they're going to be right on that rung below you for the rest of their life. He's it's, like, because they're going to be at that park forever. That's their tribe for life. Yeah, it's true. And, and I, I never forgot that. And it's like, keep climbing the ladder. Your life ladder. I like, I like that. that. We might call it, it's probably going to be the title of the show, Your Life is a Ladder. Yeah. I think, and I say that, I mean, like back to your point too, like I say this with nutrition all the time when people ask me like, what's the best diet and what's blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I see you should be a nutrition agnostic. Like don't try everything like, and see what works mm-hmm. best for you. And what worked for you now maybe isn't going to work for you in six months. And yeah. what worked for you seven years ago is going to work. So it's like, again, just 
be honest with yourself. And I'm sure you might see this too. Like, I think sometimes just people bullshit themselves of like, they tell you what you think you want to hear. And it's like, yeah, but are you really being honest with this conversation? And like, again, like knowing yourself and being sick of your bullshit. Well, how about this? How about being in the field and bullshitting yourself? Right. I mean, <laughs> for me, you know, it's crazy. I, this is like training and the physicality. And all That's what I do for a living. And then like over the past, like two years, you know, I would like go to the gym. I'd do like my little workout and this, that. And I'm like, yeah, I went to the gym. Yeah. It's like, I'm like, no, you, you feel like shit. Like yeah. your gym workout, it ain't, it's not working. And then you start, you know, it's looking for the nutrition stuff. You're sort of like as scrambled as your people. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, all right, dude, here's what you got to do. Your workouts suck. You need <laughs> to step it up, get the intensity right for who you are. Stop eating the, the, the sugar and, and do what you know you have to do. Yeah. And I think that moment of being honest with yourself, with life, we sort of go through our own little phases too, that we have to actually not resist, but also embrace. Because mm-hmm. you can't, you're never going to be perfect for, you know, like an Olympian has to be perfect every four years for like, you know, seconds to minutes at a time. Wow. And they, but then they get to unwind a bit. Yeah. For us, it's like, we think we're going to be perfect for a lifetime. And it's like, you know what, if you get fat for a couple months, like let yourself get off the wagon. Like you can eat like shit on a Sunday if you want, you know, and then come back. My, yeah. my brother always says a pouch is temporary, but memories are forever, you know, yeah. that is, it's about yeah. balance. And you're going to yeah. sit on your grave one day or like at your eulogy, people are going to be like, here lies Dana. You know, he was a really cool dude, but would have been cooler if he had a six pack. Like, no, yeah. they're going to be like, he had great life advice. He changed my life. Like yeah. people get like, I think that's a great way to put it. People get so caught up in this idea of perfection and it's got to be the gold medal all the time. And it's like, no, that's, it's one short minute of your life. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I was working with a client like uh, two years ago, a real successful guy, owns a sports team. And, and um, you know, we were talking about stress and, and just, you know, he got a lot going on. And he's like, listen, you know what? I love to have a glass of wine, sometimes two with dinner. It helps me sort of downshift. Yeah. And I said, well, like, let's think about that, right? What's going to kill you first? the two glasses of wine that allow you to sleep better and relax and totally unwind. And it's something you actually look forward to call it dependency or whatever, mm-hmm. or is it going to be that chronic state of stress that keeps you wound up? That's what's going to get you first. In my opinion, mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more. You know, I mean, he's not getting in the car and driving and doing all that. He's having two glasses with dinner and shutting it down. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, that's, that's, that's how we have to look at, at, at life. And man, like, we can't be so perfect. I got people that want to journal the every aspect of their life, chart every aspect of their life. You know, this is when I go to bed. This is my pre-bed routine. This is my morning routine. And it's like, how do you keep up with all this? Yeah, It's exhausting for them. And that's kind of been a theme yeah. I've seen with so many clients. I get a lot of these type A super spaz people. I call them and I'm a recovering super spaz. I always joke. And I say like, yeah. Sometimes you have to do less to get more out of your health. Like people come to me, like you were just saying with these worksheets and Excel. And I'm just like, we're throwing, I don't want to see any of this. I'm like, we're taking a hard pause on everything. And I think that's what people are kind of getting right now with Corona is like, it's a hard pause. And like, that's okay. Mm -hmm. But you know what I want to know is who's selling them this stuff? Like who comes up with these strategies for these people to buy into? I don't know. And that, I think that goes back to that whole idea of like people wanting to feel like they belong to something or an accountability thing. And again, maybe they're like 
toes half in and they don't really want to work with somebody. Or I think it's also understanding there has to be a screening process on both ends. Like I pre-screen any, everyone's not going to be a fit for me and everyone's not going to be a fit for you yeah. and whatever. And it's like, mm-hmm. you have to also jive with people. If somebody wants that and they need someone up their ass all the time and having like a whatever tracking device, all like th- that's not the client for me. It's I'm like, we're not doing that. Though. It's not yeah. manageable from a working standpoint. You have 10 clients like that. That's not, it's not manageable. Yeah. I mean, it's just, well, it's also hell for you as the practitioner. Yeah. I have like fired every- clients like that. Yeah. Yeah. You, you got to fire, you got to fire your clients that are like that. You can, and you absolutely can. I think that that's, you know, yeah. important. But, yeah. I know. Listen, I, I can relate. I'm not somebody that's going to keep like your stats and, you know, plug you in and like say, okay, you know, wear this monitor and we'll plug it in and we'll, we'll manage your numbers like that. That's not, I'm not into that either. I hate that stuff. It's disgusts me actually. So I, I can't be successful trying to be that person. Yeah. I agree. I think that people ask me that kind of shit all the time too. They're like, do you wear, I'm like, no, I don't believe in any of that shit. For, I think half of it is rigged anyway. And I think there's, a, I have my whole conspiracy theories about all that shit regardless, but like, yeah. I'm not into it. And like you said, like life is meant to be lived, you know, yes. we're not here for a long time. We're here for a good time. As yeah, it's true. You know, that's, that's my motto. So yeah, yeah my, my wife's grandmother's a hundred years old. She's in, moving into her 101st year. Hell yeah. And, um, yeah. And it's funny, you know, she eats, you know, whatever, not, not <laughs> shit, but you know, real food, never tracked a calorie, yeah. never did, you know, you know, orange theory fitness and got <laughs> score. like just what's the goal, right? The goal is to live healthy, feel great, big energy yeah. and know that again, you're doing things that, that, that matter. So when you go to bed at night, you say, man, that was a good day. You know, I just feel like we lose total sense of what it is that that we're um, here to do. Not supposed to do, but here to do. Yeah. I think we're going to have to have her on the podcast. I yeah. love, I'm that person. This is kind of why we started this podcast. Like I'm the person who, if I'm sitting on a plane or I go out, like I'll talk to the 90 year old in the corner and I ask questions like this all the time because- yeah. I think people a lot of the times look back and they're like, man, I wish I would have just listened to this. Or when I was at this stage of my life, like people given the chance, like to talk about things that they've learned. I think that's a big portion of why we're here on this earth, you know? So, so for her, I I ask a lot of those, those questions because I'm, I'm into it. And you know, for her, the, the idea was to get a house, come here, she can't immigrant from Ireland, you know, thick brogue. So we can't ever on the show. You remember the show? (laughs) But, but that's, you know, then again, you know, you, you hear this, okay, I want a house, no debt on the house, like pay mortgages off immediately, like Love it. no credit cards. If I have cash, I buy it. If I don't have cash, I can't afford it. Real so bad. these basic principles that were around, you know, a hundred years ago, we've seemed to have like abandoned all of them. And we are so fucked up because of it, chasing and lost and spinning and twirling and can't focus and you know like the reason we're doing all these things that we're talking about like that are on the list of things that people think they have to do for survival is just because we're so far gone yes you know like walking by the beach it's like wow this is amazing Mm -hmm. i can't believe this you know i was walking the other night and i'm like you know there's stars in the sky yeah yeah i said how many people don't realize that they're up there when was the last time somebody looked at the sky I remember when my mom was visiting me in California, I was uh, like working and she texted me a picture and she was like, I'm literally stopping and smelling the roses. Cause you know, roses, like the, all the flowers yeah. and stuff that grows there. And it's like, 
these sayings exist, but we don't ever do that. Or like, you know, when people get grounded, you know, you, you go and you ground a kid because you're supposed to calm them down. Well, you can go yeah. walk on the beach with your bare feet and like, you're going to feel calm. You're not going to come back in a shitty mood, but it's like, yeah. that's not in a pill. It's not in a book. Yeah. It's not a multi-billion dollar industry and it's not sexy. And people just like, they don't want to do the work a lot of the time. It's just simplifying it too. I mean, and I think that's the one, one of the best things that's going to come out of this quarantine is you know, you see the people that are in hysteria, but you also see the people who are like, wow, this is so awesome. Like, we'll never have this time again to be home with our kids, with our family, with our grandparents, and just be and like sit and connect and do nothing. You can't go anywhere. There's nothing to yeah. distract us, you know? I, I have another side. I have another side of that, though. I'm sitting there thinking about how many people are going to come out of this and say, Wow, I married the wrong person. Oh man, I know there oh, was yeah. there was a meme the other day. Sure. It was like summer bodies are canceled, but keep it tight because divorce rates are gonna be up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So hold yeah. on, hope people. Divorce rates and babies. We're gonna have the corona kids in about nine months. You're That's gonna have true. Those That's a good point. Alcohol, alcohol's anonymous will be packed. Out Al- and weight watchers. And weight watchers. <laughs> I made a meme about that. I made a post about that the other day. I was like, I don't know which one I'm joining first. Yeah. yeah. My liver, right. I was like, my liver enzymes can't handle another month of this. So like quarantine's yeah. gotta be over. We gotta, get this, we gotta get this show on the road, right? Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. We're done. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So before well, cool. we um tell everybody how they can find you and read your books and maybe even work with you and all that, yeah. we're gonna do a little rapid fire question section. And then right. we'll let everybody know how they can um, yeah, get on the data Yeah, I think a really great chat because I, I really love that your whole brand, like who you are, if you don't, if you call it a brand, but you as a person, like just, you know, perusing through things, you really are true to who you are and true to what you preach and like you practice what you preach. And I really love that. So thank you. It's, it's the, honestly, it becomes the easiest thing to be. Yeah. And then there's no surprises. There's no like, this is my online image and this is my offline image. Yeah, like you are who um, you are. Yeah, I'm home today, so I'm a little more chill. Like if I'm on stage, I'm a little more raw, a little yeah. more high energy, but you gotta, you just gotta be you. And, and I got a buddy of mine and he says, people are gonna love you, I hate you, but they could either love it or shove it. Yeah. So I love it's, it's just what it is, you know? But um, you know, my stuff, I keep it all at danacavalier.com. Simple, my book's on Amazon and that's it. I'm pretty easy to get to in that, in that way. And social media pages. It's all, it's all there, but Instagram, the real coach D Twitter, Dana Cavalier. And uh, I think that's pretty much what people are using today. And we'll put that all in the show notes as well. Yeah. Show notes. See, I don't really do show notes for my monologue podcast. Yeah. Well, just so people can like click and stalk you quicker. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah. But we're still figuring it out too. I mean, this is like I think our eighth episode, maybe. It is all right. This is so. So I did. I did the podcast as like a monologue because okay. I, I just know myself and I yeah. couldn't tolerate like scheduling guests. That's all me. That's me. Type A. Yeah. I don't schedule anyone. I don't reach out to anyone. I don't schedule anyone. Yeah. I reach out to people and I'll be like, she'll she'll talk to you. <laughs> I good. do all the back end stuff. Yeah, I can't IT do. department and does editing. Yeah, that's good. Everybody's got a got a got a, a role. Exactly. You know, you got to know your role. We know our <laughs> roles. I am not scheduling so, anybody. She's not in charge of scheduling. So are you going to shock me with these questions or what? Yeah, we're going to rapid fire it. Okay, ready? So some are a little deeper. Some are a little bit more fun and cheeky. So we're going to just roll with it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. First, pe- first question: a piece of media, so that could be a book, a TV show, a movie that changed the way you viewed the world. Ooh, that's a that's a powerful question. Mm-hmm. 
she how, like I, those how it changed the way I viewed the world, huh? Um, interesting question. Yeah, maybe something that just like resonated with you that just lit a fire under your ass. You watch that movie, like you know, you go and watch Goodfellas, and you're like, all right, or a I'm song gonna... maybe even or like yeah. I I um man, you know what? I watch so so much stuff, but uh, I don't know. I just feel like my life was sort of this live thing, you know. Like when I was traveling with the Yankees, that was like every day. It was like this whole thing. I was just around these people that were pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, so it wasn't like a, for me, it wasn't a movie. I was kind of like living this movie. Yeah, life as an art form. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's go with that one. I know I like it's not it. the. Not the greatest answer, but it's no, sort but of true. I'll have a I'll have a follow up question for that answer in in a oh, minute. All right, swing it back around. Okay. Um, the last spontaneous thing that you did. The last spontaneous thing I did. I I wrote um I wrote a kids book actually another one for a buddy of mine. He actually was forty three years old and passed from cancer recently, and he was a big volleyball coach on Long Island, and um it was like ten thirty at night, and I'm like laying in bed. I'm like I'm gonna write a I'm going to write a kid's book for him. And um, it's actually been going really well. We just released it this week called Disco Desi Inspires the World. He was like a real party guy, fun as hell. And his nickname was Disco Desi. His real name is Matt Stefano. But so that was, that was pretty spontaneous to just write a kid's boom, book. In 30 minutes, knocked it out. Damn, awesome. I mean, my bar is so low. I think the last spontaneous thing I did was like have a dance party. So I need to get my shit together. Yeah, well, maybe at some point I'll get on TikTok and do one of those too. Yeah. It's a very slippery slope. I mean, just tread lightly with TikTok because I downloaded it and I was like, I'm not going to use this a lot. It, oof. I mean, it's fun. It's good for laughing though. And laughing is good for your immune system. Yeah, so what's yeah I, mar I married an addict. So. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll be making couples ones. We'll be waiting for that to see. <sighs> for sure. I don't know. Okay. Um, guilty pleasure you don't feel guilty about? Well, um, I just had this funfetti cake <laughs> yeah. that I really, that I really like, and it's so shitty for you, but I don't, I, I but just, it's good I, for your soul I, is what I tell I people. I killed my workout today and I, I was like, you know what? I'm a furnace right now. Yeah. We'll burn this. We're going to burn this right up. Carb loading. I like oh, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what kind of, what flavor icing did you have on top? It was like a vanilla with like some funfetti thing mixed in. Yeah, so you went that's the, with the, the dessert is, is, is the guilty pleasure, like that sort of stuff. Talking to the dessert queen over here. Yeah. Um, what would your at-bat song be? My at-bat song? Um, there's a song, and I, I got to think of the name. It's, uh, you know, no, 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 winner, winner, winner. That song, you know that song? Come on, help no, me out. We're gonna figure it out. I don't know. Christy is um, oh, the DJ of the group, not me. But it's my, it's my, my walkout song. Okay. Damn. All right, we'll we'll circle back. We'll put it in the show notes when you figure I'm, it out. I'm killing this round, by the way. <laughs> Let me get the name. Okay. We're keeping it real. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Did you have a favorite at bat song you would hear from other athletes where you're like, that's pretty bad? Like where song. their song came on, you got like fired up with them. You know, Derek Jeter used to come out with a song. I, I mean, I know maybe a little before your time, but you remember that song, Like Whoa? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dang I always got a kick out of that song. But... Okay. All right. Um, while you're looking up the song that you like, this this will be a good one. What superlative do you think your friends and family would give you? 
I don't even know what superlative means. Like, you know, it could be nicest <laughs> eyes, best dress, best dancer, class clown. I think the one thing I would say is that I'm pretty, uh, I'm a pretty good decision maker. Best decision maker. You got to have yeah. one of those in the group because bitches decisive. can't make decisions. Okay. Yeah, like I'm pretty, I'm pretty, un, like, I'm not really influenced. Ooh, okay. Like and it, and it, which is kind of crazy because I, I look at a lot of stuff online. Like, I'm not going to lie to you and say, wow. You know, I no, I never look at anybody else's stuff on on Instagram or whatever. So I look at it, and it, I think, but I'm not influ I'm not influenced. So so I can make decisions that are so pretty nice. well sorted. You know, that's a good quality to have. You gotta sure. have yeah. one of those friends in the group, especially when people can't decide where yes. we should go for dinner. You need one of those. You need somebody that can make a decision. Yes, yes. definitely. Because they actually are telling you that they want you to make a decision. It's true. I like it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You heard it here. If, if anybody's having problems making decisions, just ask Dana and he'll help you out. Okay. Exactly. Uh, something that's currently at the top of your bucket list that you plan on crossing off after quarantine. After the quarantine. Does it have to be just after the quarantine? No, or whenever. It could yeah, be tomorrow. Whatever. Making a TikTok video uh, whenever you want. No, so I, I, I want to get a, like, my goals, like with my books, it's like really hard to do, but it's, it's like not just selling a certain amount of copies, but for me, it's getting like this sort of national distribution. Okay. okay. That's what, I, that's what I'm aiming for. So like, you know, where you become sort of that household name in the, in the book industry. And I want to do it because I'm not an author. Like I'm not a traditional author. Yeah. So for me, I look at it, it would be kind of cool, be a kind of a cool thing to achieve sort of that highest rank in the book world that I, that I've had already in, in my sports training career. Mm -hmm. so like I, I sort of want to keep, you know, and then be the body, become the best. Like I do a lot of corporate speaking, which is not the most sexy thing, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. Be most in the, in demand there. So like I'm, I'm big on saying building to the top of a category. I like it. Okay. So your bucket list is pretty high. I mean, mine is like to go on a hot air balloon and your last spontaneous thing was writing a book. So you are just setting the bar pretty high. So, yeah. so you know, people ask, ask me about that stuff a lot. And I'm like, you know, when I was younger, like 19 to like 32, I did so much stuff that like, I couldn't even imagine. So I hit like every bucket list moment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so there's not really a whole lot left, you know, like, I grew up being a big Yankee fan, right? So like, I was like, wow, Derek Jeter, all these yeah. guys. And the next thing you know, you're like hanging with them. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty, yeah, that's pretty impressive. So I'm sure it's hard so, to bucket list from that. So it's hard to top that. Like, I mean, I don't think I'm going to be singing at the Grammys anytime soon or anything like that. <laughs> I don't know. Dana, you put your mind to, you're going to do it. So it's yeah, yeah. you soon. All right, we have two more questions for you. Okay. Uh, the best piece of advice you've heard or given lately? Oh. I know, I know, but this is like my favorite question to ask people. Yeah, best or advice, advice you'd give your younger self, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, the best advice I, I'd say is like my parents really keep. Well, I give two parts. My parents would say to me always, "Just, just keep going." And it's yeah. like so, like not loaded in any way. It's like just keep going. Like where? Yeah, anyway. And then, and then I married somebody that says the same thing. Like, just do the work every day. Yeah. So, yeah. like, those two things together, like, there's no, like, 
big advice to them, like big pop moment. Yeah. But it's, it reinforces that like, it's all a process. Totally. So That's there won't be that pop. Totally. Yeah. That's I think why cliches and stuff like that exist because it's like they work and they're time tested and it's just like, it's fucking true, you know? Mm-hmm. So I yeah. like, just keep going, which is I think people need to hear that. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming as Dory would say. Yeah. Okay. Last just question. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. So since you said you didn't really necessarily have a favorite movie or something like that, if you had to look back on this last year of your life oh and they were making a movie about the life of Dana Cavalea, what would the title be? I know. So I would say Born to Win. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, you're listening so, to that is very on par though with win. everything you've said. Your children. Yeah, so, oh. so I'm, a big, I'm a big Bruce fan because I, I like... Um, I like the way he builds his songs. I like the blue collar nature of it. I like that. Uh-huh. But Born to Win would be, uh, I think, a great title. I think that's what we're actually going to title this podcast now. I know we've had a couple of, yeah, you know, well, ideas, I but too. Yeah. Born to Win. I do born like to, that, though. I love yeah, it. Yeah, born, born to Win. And, I, and I, you know, it's funny, at the end of my little, like, whenever I interview people, I ask them, I say, hey, um, you know, what does being a champion mean to you? Mm-hmm. Right, and then it's cool because you get all sorts of different answers. Yeah, but I, but the born, you know, born to win is like, yeah, I want to win. Like whatever I do, I want to do well. Yeah, and 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 it's a standard that you hold yourself to. Yeah, and I think we should all think about what winning means to us because it's sort of a dying word in many ways. It's like now, it's like we we have to all be like playing nice together, but it's okay to kick ass and win because. Yeah. It's great, man. It's a great feeling to be like topping yourself. And it's a great thing to do better than somebody else as well at times if you're competing head to head with them, yeah, you know? Definitely. I love so, it. That's well, this just has been, I think, a wealth of knowledge. Yeah, I definitely think this is a conversation people need to hear for sure. Yeah. We for really sure. appreciate your time and we're like Thanks for hanging. to release this yeah. episode. Yeah. It's we'll good you, hang with you guys. Yeah, let me know when it releases and everything. And um, congratulations, seriously, on getting married. I had no idea. Chris, yeah. was asking before we started. I was like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't remember if Dana got married. Yeah. I was asking because, like, I saw about the kids' books. Um, but, you know, I said, does he have kids? Like, is he married? Maybe, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, that helped inspired it, too. Because um, I knew it was inspired by your friend. But, yeah. I, was- you know, like, I, like even, like, on the, on the social media stuff, I sort of keep, like, this, like, line. And I'm like, yeah. all right, well keeps things sort of like categorized yeah as it should you know? be allows me, to, allows me to do my thing you know mm-hmm. i feel you <laughs> well i hope you and the wife have a fun rest of your monday really appreciate your time yeah thank you thanks for hanging uh, thanks. thank you have a keep good on time. keep on keeping on do your thing stay in your lane we're gonna, we're gonna keep going as dana cavalier would say we are Just keep going own your journey on it Oh, I love own it. Your, own your journey. I'm writing down notes. Okay. There you <laughs> There's go. so many titles to choose from, so it's <laughs> going to be a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. You'll pick the right one. Yes, yeah. I will. Okay. All right. Have a good one. Cool. Take Bye. care. Bye. See you. Bye.